Hi friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. I know God has a word for you today. As you listen, let God speak to you. He loves you and he has a great plan for your life. Now join us live for our service. One of those moments that as a pastor, I'm sitting there saying, yay God, yay God, because my mind was saying, please, in our next church, Lord, give me a bigger stage. I mean, we got to have a bigger stage. We've got to have a bigger building. You can see. And when we were talking about the legacy earlier with one of my finance guys, he, he was saying what God is doing because we want to reach a whole lot of people. You know, when I came to Rome, I said I wanted to reach a million. Well, They were doing the stats. My tech team was doing the stats this week. Within the last 10 months through our live stream and Facebook Live and all the tech stuff and all the things that are done here, we've reached over 600,000 people already. That's in 10 months. I mean, I told told my wife, I says, okay, I'm up in Miami. We're going a million a year now. Skip this 10 years, 1 million. We're going to go up the ante. We'll just keep going. Because there's a lot of people that need to hear about Jesus. I'm serious, friends. Not everybody. I got 7 billion people on this planet. To have a goal of reaching a million, that's limited. Because God is big. He wants everybody saved. So for all the people that participated, all the guests, everybody, God bless you. Pastor Paul, thank you for investing in us. Uh, Las Cruces Church is one of our great donors of what we do here. Um, if you're new, Jennifer and I are missionaries from America, and we get to pastor this incredible church, and, and uh, you can see that we've outgrown all of our facilities, and, um, and, but God's going to help us. And so if you're here today and you've not been a part yet of our legacy campaign, um, we need your help. Maybe you're sitting there or you're watching now on live stream. You say, well, I I can give you a million. You want to reach a million? I'll give you a million. Hello? You got to have faith. If you're going to walk this walk, you got to have faith in this walk. And I I can believe God for a million people. I can believe God for a million dollars. Okay, but boy, it really got quiet right there, didn't it? So if God's talking to you and that's, 10,000 or 5,000 or whatever, there's cards in the back and you can put that. There's envelopes there as you exit and, or you can go home and pray. There's all kinds of links to get to us. And if you are one of our guests and you've just moved to Rome, this is an incredible church. 70 nations of the world regularly worship with us. That doesn't count all the nations on our live stream feeds and all that. Um, just God's up to something big here. And uh, I, I just get to be a part of it. And uh, so today we're going to finish our series on heaven. Every uh, month it's uh, about different places in the Bible uh, this year because this is where amazing happens. And we're talking about places. And this place this month is about heaven. How many believe in heaven? Okay, wait a minute. In my crowd, in my church, we have an interactive response time. When I ask something or say something, there needs to be uh, verbiage or hands raised or expressions or or I get ticked off. No, just kidding. 
No, I, I feel that in our style of ministry, it's a whole lot better if you get engaged. Um, this is not going to be boring church for the next 30 minutes, I'm just telling you. Because um, I don't believe it should not be. I've been changed by the power of Jesus Christ, and I can't keep this to myself. I watched this little young man that stood right here dead center. I watched them all, but I watched this little guy. He had the rhythm. He wanted to fight. He gave you the expression. And if he could preach today, he'd say, look, God's going to fight your battle. So get on it. I mean, think about it. We're getting these little kids, and they're getting this message. Our teenagers, you can see how many young adults we put in this stage. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. we got somewhere to go. I don't want to lose a generation. I want to go get them all. And if i got to do some creative things to make that happen, we'll do creative things to make that happen. But the bottom line, Jesus is going to be preached in this house and along those streams back there because he's the Savior of the world. Do you hear what I just said? He's the Savior of the world. The world can say there's a whole lot of other gods. There's only one God. All right, now I've got my crowd. All right, so here we go. The young people read with the little man reading you our scripture of the month. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. I'm so thankful that Bible verse is there. Because it makes it very clear what Jesus is doing. If you had any doubt... That should dispel all doubt. John 14, 3 is very clear. So this month, we've been communicating the message about heaven and trying to encourage you as a faithful follower to stay on the journey. Be faithful. If you're a part of our church, get involved. Get off that chair and do something. See, nobody ever walks out of my chats and say, I wonder what the dude said. I wonder what that message was about. Nobody ever, I never hear that. I always hear, man, that was straightforward. Listen, I know that those thousands of people that are watching right now on that live stream and you sitting here, I may only have 30 minutes with you. And you're not going to walk out of this room and say, I didn't hear about Jesus. Because I'm going to give you the opportunity to someday make heaven. But we can't keep this to ourselves. You can't keep it to ourselves. I know my mandate. I know what I got to do. But I want to strongly impress upon you that you have the same mandate. Go everywhere. Tell everyone the good news. That's the Bible. So this last number of weeks, we've talked about heaven being a real place. And then we talked about how, to, how, you know, how do I get to go to heaven? And do I get to go to heaven? And we were very clear that in order to get to go to heaven, you've got to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't just attend church, just can't read the Bible, can't give money and think, okay, I'm going to pay my way into heaven. No, 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 no. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ where you have personally invited him to be the Lord of your life. And then the second thing we very strongly urge you to do, you've got to bring some others with you. Don't you want your family in heaven? Don't you want your neighbors in heaven? Don't you want your co-workers in heaven? Well, I know God does. 
So it should be our same marching orders. So I use the illustration of Nicodemus, a religious man, because a lot of people say, oh, I'm a religious. That doesn't give you an exemption card into heaven. Nicodemus demonstrated, I mean, the Bible is very clear in John chapter 3 of who this man was. Very clear. But he had to come to Jesus and say, okay, what do I need to do to get born again? And Jesus was very clear with his answer. Got to be born of the Spirit. You got to believe. (laughs) So at the end of the speech, it's it's amazing to me that a lot of preachers don't don't even go here. But at the end, then we have John 3.16. I mean, probably the most popular scripture verse in all the world. For God so loved that he, his only, that whoever in him should not but have. It's what you get if you believe. So today I want to give you the ending to the series. And if you are watching on the live stream or those of you that are in this room and you say, man, I'd like to hear the rest of that series. It's all recorded. It's all on our live stream. I mean, on our, our webpage, you can go there and click and listen to all of them. Because I believe it's one of those subjects that, that we don't even hear a whole lot about. So I've been very particular about the communication this month because I know that people need to hear about heaven. They need to know about it. So I want you to know my point number one, heaven is beautiful. If you had any other past descriptions about heaven and you wondered what is heaven or what's it, I'm just telling you, it's beautiful. Say, how can you say that? Well, mansions are being built there. Well, if mansions are being built there, it must be beautiful. I just believe that. The walls are made of jasper. That's pretty cool. The city's pure gold. Pure gold? An entire city? Wow. Including the streets. The streets that you're going to walk on are pure gold. To me, that's amazing. The 12 foundations each made with precious stones. The foundation below the gold is made of precious stones. The gates into the city, there's 12 gates into the city and they're made of one single pearl. That's a big pearl. I mean, we got little doors to come into. Think about the big doors that's gonna get you into heaven. Wow, one pearl. See, heaven doesn't need light because the glory of the Lord is the light. You hear what I just said? Heaven doesn't need any light. It's got God there. I want you to know there's a river in heaven. Beautiful river. In the middle of the street is a river. Who would have thought of that? I mean, would you have thought of that? Let's put a river in the middle of the street. And on either side of the river, in Revelation 22, there stood a tree of life. 
bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree for the healing of the nations. I mean, God went to extreme detail to get heaven. He hasn't left anything out. Every component of heaven that you can think of, for those of you that understand this term, is going to be Mac Daddy. I found out last night, or last week, when I used the term in our church, that most of the nations don't know what that word is. Mac Daddy means it's awesome. And it's above awesome. Okay, so now you understand the definition. Beautiful, above beautiful, Mac Daddy. There's a lot more descriptions of heaven that's in the Bible. And I'm encouraging you, over the next number of weeks, I want you to read more about heaven. Revelation has a lot to say about heaven, but there's not, that's not the only place that talks about heaven. I want you to know heaven is beautiful. Remember our verse, I go to prepare a place for you. And the you there is not just to those of you that attend church. The you is all of you watching around the world right now. It's everybody. Every tribe, every kindred, every tongue, every people. It's all of us. It's the entire world. Because Jesus is not willing that anyone perish. So he didn't just say, okay, I'm going to build heaven just for a certain group of people. Listen, I'm a very studious person. And I know I've got religions of this world that say there's only a certain group of people that's going to get to go to heaven. I want you to know that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everybody gets the opportunity. Everybody. You say, well, you don't know my past. God does. The Bible says he died for the sins of the world. He didn't just pick out a group of people and say, okay, I just died for your sins. Are you getting me this morning? He died for the sins of the world. So it doesn't matter what country you came from. It doesn't matter how much education you've had prior to this day about this subject. I'm telling you the truth. And you're not going to walk out of this room and say, well, I wonder if that was really true. Because what I'm telling you is exactly what is written. So if heaven's going to be like this, and it's going to be beautiful, and God wants everybody in heaven, who will be in heaven? I mean, that's always a question. Pastor, how? Who gets to get there? I want you, I I made a little list for you. So maybe you haven't thought about it. First guy put on the list was God. Really? You put God first? Yeah. Because there ain't no doubt God's in heaven. You can call him God the Father if you want, but he's there. Guess who else is there? Jesus. God the Son. I'm telling you. He's there. Matter of fact, if you really want to get down to Scripture, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. I like this. Sitting there. 
Holy Spirit will be there. Because we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again. We believe because what the Bible teaches is there's a God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three will be there. Guess who else will be there? Angels. Kind of like them girls dancing today. That was pretty cool. Did you know you're going to be angels in heaven? I mean, I don't know. Angels will be there. God in the Bible has even given some angels certain names. You know who else is going to be there? People whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. See, when you give your life to Christ, God turns over to an angel and says, write that person's name down. Do you hear what I say? So when Paul Vistein gave his life to Christ, God turned over to angel. The angel wrote Paul Vistein. I don't know about you, but man, I'm glad that my name's written in the book. I have a confidence and a faith that my name is there. I don't put my head on my pillow at night and say, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, oh, oh God, God, did I do good enough today? No, 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 no. If you believe in the Lord and you've asked him into your life, the Bible says you are saved. And your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You know, there's some, because of the series that I've done, I felt like, because it's so emotional for me, because if you're part of our church, you know that within the last two years, we've lost some very precious people in our lives, our family members. That's my dad. No, hold on. Go back to my dad. I never thought he'd die. He told everybody. He was a preacher. He traveled all over the world. Pastored great churches, but in the last 20-some years of his life, all he did was get on an airplane and preach crusades all over the world. At 80... One years of age, 81. He told everybody, I'm living to 120. He got mesothelioma. It's a nasty cancer in the lung. And within a few months, my dad, who I thought I'd see forever, died. But the Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. That's what the Bible says. So if that's what the Bible says and I can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and I can get my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, then guess what? My dad's in heaven. Next one. That's my brother. That's Todd. At 19 years of age, Todd in the military went to visit my other brother, and they went swimming. 
He was 19. He dove into a pool of water and broke his neck. A perfect specimen of health. Hardly any fat at all on his body. He was a muscle man. He lifted weights for the Air Force in competition around the world. The dude was strong. It's the only thing that really saved his life. And at the age of 19, he broke his neck and lost all ability to move his hands or his legs. But I can tell you today, my friend, last year when my brother died of a heart attack, no heart problems, just all of a sudden, gone. At 52 years of age, he lived a good life. The doctors didn't think he'd make it to 30. But at 52, brilliant mind, could add numbers and multiply numbers in his brain, wouldn't, because he couldn't write. My brother's running in heaven now. He's not in no wheelchair anymore. He's running in heaven. He didn't take his wheelchair to heaven. Did you hear what I'm just saying? I can't wait to get up there. I bet he outruns me. Next one. That's Jennifer's grandmother. Preacher woman. 101 years of age. Does she look 101? See what I'm going to have at, a, at 101? That's forever for now for her. I mean, my dear Lord, 101. See, I got I to make it. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? That woman's preached everywhere. She was a follower of Christ, a humble servant, but ordained minister for years and years and years and years and preached and pastored. My wife gets to pick up her mantle. She'd walk into a room and you'd say, man, that's a woman of prayer. She'd always have a prayer room in her homes, beautiful homes. And I'd say, Grandma, can I come into your prayer room today? Yes. She loved me. Because I married Jennifer. I was favorite. But I didn't, it didn't take me long to bow my knee in front of that lady for her to place her hand upon me and pray some prayers that were powerful. Today, Grandma's in heaven. I'm just telling you. Love you, Grandma. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 7, Verse number nine. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, were holding palm branches in their hands. 
And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Heaven. I mean, that to me is a person's mind that was able to wrap up some things. And there's some people, though, in heaven that you may know. Some of these may be your friends. But right now, you could be thinking about some people that that are in heaven. But what about everybody else? Why? Why? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Remember, our, God's, our job's to tell, God's job's to save. You say, Pastor? You went to all of that for 10 seconds? Yeah. Because I don't want one person walking out of this room. I don't want one person turning off that television today before you realize how imperative it is. My brother had no idea that that day he'd get up and he'd die. Had no idea. Except for being a quadriplegic, he had no heart problems. He had no other conditions. He was gone. There's a scripture verse that says, "To be absent from this body is to be present from the this, to be present with the Lord." The Bible is very clear about heaven. there's no way you could change the philosophy or the theology about heaven. There's no way you can concoct your own story because the scripture matches up with the scripture and there are people that are going to miss heaven. But I don't want it to be on your head. I don't want anybody in heaven to look down and say, man, if they would, to that person, man, I went to work with that person. And I never told them about Jesus? They're the person I rode the bus with every day. And I never told them? Listen. You say, how how do you know that's going to be like that? It's because... Our Bible verse of this month is very clear what Jesus is doing. I will come again. Jesus is coming. It may not be for death that you get to heaven, but there is coming a day that there's going to be a trumpet and it's going to sound. And in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, life is over. No more chances to run to a church. No more chances to turn on the live stream. No more chances. 
And there's going to be a lot of people that, that once said, hey, I'm a believer. And they turned their back and went the other way with God. They made up their own rules. They wrote their own books. They said their own things. Well, well, God, who is merciful and loving, how could he ever let me not come to heaven? Because, my friends, he's given each of us our own will. You get your own choice. You get to decide. Whether you're in Nepal today or in China or wherever else you're watching, you get to decide. Because Revelation chapter 22, verse 20, then solidifies. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. <laughs> Come, Lord Jesus. And some of you be sitting there right now saying, oh, no, 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 no. Wait until I go tell my brother. Wait until I go tell my family. If I was you today, I would get on the phone and I'd call my family. You say, Pastor, you're saying that with so much urgency and so much passion. I lost my brother instantly. My dad had a few months that he went from a strong, robust, 81-year-old man that still climbed up on roofs to a frail man that I lifted his body and moved him from one bed to another bed. Listen, I'm being serious about this series of messages. I'm being direct, but I hope you're hearing my heart. Don't miss heaven. Don't miss it with some kind of excuse, well, my church said, or, or this is what I read someday, or somebody did this. Listen, I'm telling you the whole truth today. Invite Christ into your life, and there will not be any, 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 any kind of question in your mind. Number two, make sure you tell others about heaven. Don't keep this to yourself. The amazing grace of God is for everyone. That's why I love everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me read another portion of Scripture. I don't read a lot of Scriptures in my messages in this series. I've read probably more than I read in my sermons in a whole year. I can't communicate in mere English or my translators in the various languages what this portion of Scripture that I've selected for the end of this message. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 11 says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who, sit, who was seated on it, the earth and the heavens fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. The books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. 
Now, I've had people say, no, pastor, you made that up. But I've read you straight out of the Bible today. There is no option there for you to say, no, 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 that was his translation. My friend, you're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. You say, well, that's direct. Yep. And you say, why are you being so direct and so straightforward? I don't want you to miss heaven. And if I got to yell and be a little bit firm about it, I want to make sure that you don't walk out of these doors or someday you stand in heaven and say, hey, that guy in Rome, I went there and he never told me the truth. He never told me what I should have done. I'm telling you today, I don't care what your story is. I don't care where you've come from. I don't care if you're on holiday. I don't care if you're here for a new job. I don't care if you're one of our regular attenders. Your name is written in the book of life or it's not. And the only person that can take it out of the book is you. You can put it in the book. Because when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the angel, as I told you before, writes the name in there. But if you turn your back and go the other direction, and quit believing, quit trusting, quit, quit following the Lord, the name is scratched. Well, I just went against some other religions in the world, didn't I? Because there's religions that teach once you got saved, you're always saved. You can live like the devil, but you're okay. Uh-uh. That's why God created heaven. So that those that believe can be there. You know, the majesty of heaven is not how beautiful it is. The majesty of heaven is that Jesus is there. The savior of the world. The savior of your world. The one that died for your sins. And if I don't see the streets of gold, and if I don't see the mansion that I told you about, my Mac Daddy mansion last week, if I don't even get there, I get to see Jesus face to face. And I get to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I get to hear. Because it doesn't matter if people write me a note and say, ah, I don't believe that. It don't matter. Because I want Jesus to say, you did the right thing. See, this is an audience of one today. God is listening to my words. And I want to make sure I've communicated them the best that I could have communicated them. That there is, and I know all you nations of the world are sitting there or watching. And I know you've heard all kinds of things. I know that. That the only one God that died on a cross for your sins, for my sins, for the world's sins. His name is Jesus. He is the Savior of the world. And he is in heaven preparing a place for you that believe. All you got to do is believe. And you can find out someday when we're sitting in heaven together and you look over and say, I listened, preacher. I made the move, preacher. I made that decision, preacher. 
We'll probably never get to it, but I'll catch your eye. I got that. I love you. That's why I preach this hard. That's why I communicate this style. I'm not here in Rome just for another story. Not just so I can go by the Colosseum on my ways to my meetings. I'm not here for that. I'm here because I want to reach a lot of people with this message. That God is the Savior of the world. And I want to very clearly today give you that opportunity to say the prayer. Whether you're watching around the world or you're here in Rome. I want you to be able to say the prayer with me. It says, God forgive me. And watch what will happen to your life. Heaven is amazing. Would you bow your heads, please? Thank you for listening. I pray that you heard from God today. And today I want to say a prayer with you. You need to make sure Christ lives in your life. So would you please say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I pray right now that you will come into my heart and into my life. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I'm going to stop doing, because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that if you've said that prayer today, that you're going to have a life change. Things are going to be incredibly different for your life, and we'd love to help you. So if you would go to our website, icfrome.org, and make contact with us, I'd love to give you some information and get you connected to a church. Remember, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. Bless you.